We thank you for this day. We thank you for this moment. We thank you, Father, that we still believe in marriage, God. We still believe in what you have ordained, God. And we love you today. We give you all the praise. We give you all the honor. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Father, we love you today. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for speaking through us today. Thank you for never leaving us, God. Thank you, God, for our beautiful mates, God, and I, and from the women with their handsome men in shining armor and all of that, God. Thank you, God. For people who still together, Lord, uh, against all of the forces and the storms and the hurricanes and the winds and the vicissitudes of life, uh, uh, Father, we're still here, God. We're still moving, God. We're still progressing. We're still uh, holding on. We're still a uh, couple, God. We're still moving uh, forward successfully, and we thank you for it right now. It is not our own wit. It is not our own intelligence. God, oh, it takes so much grace in this society, God, to maintain a successful marriage, to stay intact. It takes your power. It takes your grace when there's so much pulling against us, so much pulling us into other uh, relationships, so much just pulling us into a relationship with ourselves and selfishness and narcissism, so much, God, pulling us, God, away from true love and true unconditional love. Father, but, Lord, we thank you, Lord, right now for your your spirit that's still in the earth, God. Your spirit that still, Father, remains with your people. Your spirit, God, that makes all things, God. All things, all things, all things easy, God, in this life. And we thank you for it right now in the name of Jesus. This is the hardest time to be married ever in human history. And God, Father, we still got folks that are loving you and loving each other and loving their children. Father, we love you today. We give you We give you praise. We give you all the honor. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I have my beautiful co-host with me. Um, I call her Vanna Black, but, you know, it's Regina, uh, First Lady. First Lady, come on. Say something to the people. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> uh, just had a birthday, right, baby? Yes. Yeah. 43 years young. Woo! Man, 43 ain't never looked this good, y'all. I'm telling you. 43 ain't never looked this good. Good God Almighty. Woo! Okay, enough about us, man. Because um, you know I can talk about, about you all day. Um, anyway, love her, man. We, we had a great week this week. Uh, you know, women, when you get to be 40, you don't have a birthday. You have a birthday week and birthday month. Amen. So she's going to milk it all month, and that's all right. <laughs> I should have do something yesterday. Now, you know, birthday was busy. So I used to do something Friday. Uh, baby, this is my birthday. What, what you talking about? <laughs> So I'm sure that's going to go on for the rest of the month. But uh, I'm excited, babe, about what we're going to be talking about today. Um, and uh, um, I want you to get your Bibles. I want you to get your notepad. I really do. I know I say this a lot, uh, and you should just be getting your notepad and your Bible. Anyway, but um, 
I really need you to get your notepad today because what we're going to be talking about is going to be such a blessing to you. It's going to change your life. It's going to change your life forever if you apply this to your marriage. All right? I want to talk about something real practical today. Um, we were talking about it last night, and I said I wanted to do something real practical this morning. I know sometimes we get deep, 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 deep in the Word, and it's good to get deep in the Word, but I want to be very practical. We're going to use the Word um, uh, this morning. But I want you uh, to write this down, how to change your marriage in 24 hours. Now, y'all, we've done a lot of marriage counseling over the years. We've done a lot of marriage counseling over the years. Uh, and we've helped people out of some very troubling situations and issues in their marriage. And I begin to think about how usually the solutions are very simple. They're not complex, not anything that, uh, you know, you need a Ph.D. for. You know, we have all these Ph.D. marriage counselors, but it's really very simple. My wife is very smart. I don't consider myself very smart. I'm not I'm not the sharpest ex, you know, in the tool shed. Um, takes me a little while to, to figure stuff out and all that kind of stuff. So, but, you know, one of the things that preaching the gospel does is it kind of boosts your ego as it pertains to intelligence. And the reason is because all you do is apply the word of God and people think you're a genius. <laughs> it's, 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 you're not a genius. <laughs> you're not a genius. Right, Tina? I'm not a genius, genius right? You're very smart, <laughs> But, I mean, it's just simple stuff, man, that turns people's lives around. So we're going to share some of those with you today. Um, it's going to be seven points. And um, um, and we're talking about how to change your marriage in 24 hours. We're talking about 24 days, 24 years. We're talking about immediate change, immediate change, immediate change. All right, babe, number one, you got your list over there? Number yeah. one, all right, what's the first point, Gina? Decide to forgive every offense and don't bring it up again. Man, you want to change your marriage in 24 hours? Give your spouse the gift of your forgiveness. Mm-hmm. One of the things I wrote on, on your card this week, Gina, your birthday card, um, and I really meant it. I wasn't trying to, you know, uh, she said, you trying to win points. <laughs> um, but one of the things I said about her was that she is the least judgmental person in my life. You know, we were talking about, We've been talking about the Jezebel spirit at church and stuff and how these women, they look at pastors and they, they wish they was uh, the first lady. They wish they were the, the, the pastor's wife, you know, if, if I, you know, if I could be a pastor's wife. 
And I remember the preacher saying, it's true, you know, the women wouldn't last five minutes, you know. <laughs> um, uh, leaders and, and those that are leading people, um, visionaries, creative people, um, you know, I, I do music, I write books, I, I'm, I'm a visionary, you know, we start churches, you know, we we disciple people and raise up leaders. Um, and so I'm a very complex man, would you say, Gina? <laughs> um, yes, at times. <laughs> I'm a complex man, I'm very passionate. And, and man, you know, it, 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 take, it, take, it takes somebody <laughs> to deal with, with me, especially in my younger years, as a lot of this stuff was developing and I didn't know, understand even how to balance um, my, my heights and moods and, 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 and my valleys and, and all of those things. I mean, sometimes I'm sure I've seen bipolar to her at different times in our marriage. But the least judgmental person in my life, I mean, you know, just she's seen my flaws, she's seen things, never bring them up, never bring them up. Never let it come out of our mouth. Um, you know, I've been married 22 years, you know. There's a lot of things that happen. People make a lot of mistakes. People do things that they regret. People, you know. And um, and so, man, give your spot. Just decide today. You're talking about changing your marriage in 24 hours. Decide today to forgive all offenses, especially the major one that you've been holding over their head. This is the one that comes up in negativity all the time. And, you know, sometimes things can be going well, and we just bring up that, that sore spot a little bit. We don't even – we don't bring it up all the way. We just kind of tease with, it. Uh, you know, you know, you don't never get no way on time. No way. That kind of stuff. Man, give your spouse the gift of forgiveness. Decide to forgive all offenses and don't bring them up again. If they have repented to you – if they repented to God, um, forgive that stuff and forgive as God forgives. He throws it into the sea of forgiveness, never to remember it anymore. You got a comment on that, Gina? Uh, yes. One of the reasons why that's important, you know, you have to give each other room to grow. Um, and, and you have to remember that you have to have room to grow also. And, you know, one of the things that I, I would, the, the Holy Spirit would always remind me of is, um, you know, you you wanna you wanna be to others uh, what you need. You know, if if you're gonna need forgiveness, then you gotta give forgiveness. And I know one of the things that women do is we we sometimes knowingly and sometimes unknowingly, and even even when we know we're doing it, we don't really understand the impact that it's going to have we make these mental declarations you know uh like when when something happens or when somebody does something that we don't uh, appreciate or whatever or something somebody does something to offend us you know we make these declarations you know i would I, well i won't do that no more i'll never do this you know you know and and, and it, it's thoughts that kind of shut us down but um one of the things that the young lady that's teaching our single class, the thing that she's teaching the young ladies that can be applied here, she talks about um, 
you know, deciding beforehand what you're going to do in a situation. You know, if you make a if you make the decision beforehand, beforehand, you know, I'm going to forgive my uh, spouse of every offense, and I'm not going to bring it up. If you make that declaration, a mental declaration of that, um, then you'll just begin to walk it out without even knowing that you're walking it out. You just purpose in your heart that you're going to do that, and then and then you'll you'll begin to walk it out um, automatically. And that that's one of the things that has helped kept us in our marriage relationship a whole lot. Forgiving, forgiving quickly, and once you forgive, once you once you deal with it, and it's done. Don't bring it up again. Wow. Man. Number two, how to change your marriage in 24 hours. Number two. Decide to schedule undistracted time with your spouse daily, weekly, and quarterly. All right. Um, husbands, 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 are you out there? Listen. <laughs> you can learn two ways. You can learn from your own experience, or you can learn from a mentor. Learning from a mentor is learning from their mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes over here. Um, man. You got to schedule undistracted time with your spouse. Okay, here's how it looks. You know, it, it, it may be dinner time. You know, um, if you have children, that might not be the good time. You know, because you got children, especially little children, they splashing Kool-Aid on the thing, throwing food, food, throwing the food on the floor. And, Dropping the spoons, especially got little babies. Uh, that's a hard time. Have undistracted time, but you need to have a moment in the day, whether it's you know in the bed, maybe y'all you know at, at night y'all lay down and watch TV or listen to music or just you know how was your day? What did you do today? Um. What happened? Who called you? Who did you talk to? You know, I was asking, who did you talk to today? Anybody text you today? Anybody call you today? What happened? You know, just ask her about a day. Just undistracted. But, but, but phones and gadgets. Phones and gadgets. Gidgets and gadgets. My wife don't like them. <laughs> you don't like gadgets and gadgets, Gina? No. No, she don't like the gadgets and gadgets. That's your iPhone, iPad, that's your laptop. That's <laughs> your mini iPad. That's your TV. That's your PS3, PS4. Man, you got to turn all this stuff off at some point. You got to. Uh, you got to realize that people... Before us, fifty hundred years before us, yes, they had better relationship skills because there was nothing. You, you know, you you weren't talking to somebody hundred years ago like my great grandparents. They didn't talk. You remember when you went to your old people's house? You know, they didn't hardly have nothing, man. All you can hear is the ticking clock. <laughs> 
everyone else is important. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> we used to go. <laughs> we used to go to my. Uh, I think it was my great aunt's house or something, man. Man, you know, for a child back then, she didn't have nothing fun over there. All you, all you could hear was a clock, like. Yep. On the walls. <laughs> and adults talking. Well, how's, uh, how's old uh, Susie doing? Girl, Susie, she got three children. And they'd always tell the children, go back there and have some fun. And you, you already knew from the last time, it wasn't nothing back that I had no fun with. You just said to the <laughs> but people didn't sit, you know, you were talking to somebody and they're looking into a cell phone screen, doing stuff with their fingers and stuff, you know, that's distraction. Right, Jim? Yeah, I think it's so sad. Sometimes we, we go out to dinner and we'll see couples together and both of them are sitting there with their phones. Now, they're sitting there with each other, but they both interacting with their phones instead of interacting with each other. I hate to see that. Yeah, my wife hates that stuff. She she almost, if she, she didn't think it would be rude, she'd go up to the other test and say, now, you know, you put that phone down. <laughs> and I'm guilty of it, too. We're moving fast, trying to advance your business, trying to advance the ministry, trying to advance, trying to whatever you're doing, keep up with this and keep up with that. And children call cell phones, they text and stuff. But at some point, you need to turn that stuff off. My wife at different points, she is just taking it and put it in her purse. And look, if the children need to talk to us, they will call me. <laughs> um, and so, and men, usually men have this problem. Sometimes we see women have this problem too. I distract the time though. Right, Jenna, once, uh, try to do it once a day. Um, you know, you might not get it done every day, you know. Make that a goal. Um, just depending on how the day goes, you know. But at least that's a goal. But man, it's got to happen at least, you know, that once a week date time, right, Jenna? Yeah, just you know, and it doesn't have to. And I know, like uh, some of the couples on the line, they have small children, and one of the things that we always tell them, it doesn't have to be anything major, you know. And then you have to become very, very creative when you have small children, but. Um, more than anything, it's just uh, it's just about taking that time to connect with one another. You know, during the day, if um, you know, if the husband is out and working, or if both both spouses work, you're constantly connecting with other people. And then, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you're constantly connecting with the children. Well, uh, you're building relationships with other people. And if you don't connect with each other, you're building other relationships with other people and losing uh, that intimacy in the relationship with your spouse. So you just want to take that time to connect with one another. Yes, yes. Um, and I'm sorry, I had scriptures, uh, I had scriptures for each one of you. For the first one, uh, you go back to, uh, uh, for the first one about giving the gift of forgiveness. Go to Mark chapter 11. Um, Verse uh, Mark chapter eleven verse 
25, and when you stand praying, forgive, if you have all against one another, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, either will your heavenly Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. This is very important, people. Um, just, and I'm going back to the first point. The reason why we have to forgive in our marriage, many times we're praying for things to happen in our marriage, um, but then um, we haven't forgiven. But if we don't forgive, God won't forgive us, and he, won't, he, he can't do anything. Um, so if, 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 if we're not forgiven, you know, then our sins are being held against us. So you're holding sins against your spouse, but they did. But then God is holding that against, holding your sins against you. Stuff maybe your spouse doesn't even know you're doing or did. And so, so now you you got broken fellowship with your spouse. You got broken fellowship with God. Nothing seems to be going right. And this is the number one reason I believe people get get divorced because there's there's no help for them. Because even when they go to God, they go to pray, right, Jesus? They haven't forgiven. So then God haven't forgiven them. Because the Bible says this right here. If you do not forgive, neither will your father forgive you in heaven. So you got to walk in forgiveness, okay? you got to walk in forgiveness. you got to walk in forgiveness. Um, and then for this one about... Um, what was the point you about? Oh, quality time. Undistracted, undistracted, undistracted. Um, yes. The daily, weekly, and quarterly. The quarterly, man, schedule one of those getaways. Um, I was, you know, I started using my own stuff, Brother Pat, uh, and I didn't even know he put it up here, but he put up on our waiting date mailing site. It's a button called Date Night. And uh, real thoughtful, man, just put a lot of just different links to where you can, you know, find good date stuff and Groupons and, and uh, uh, just a lot of date ideas and then getaways as well that are very affordable, you know. Uh, you can you can do a getaway in your own city, you know, go to a swanky hotel or something or, you know, just anything that will um, – just be you and them getting away, you know, um, and doing something nice. And once again, with little children, yeah, you know, they have to come sometimes. Sometimes, you know, you can get a babysitter or whatever. But, man, make the best of it. Don't be the all or nothing person, you know. Yeah. Um, you can't get a babysitter, man. Hey, look, you know, we're going to the hotel with the baby, you know. Get to look crib, whatever. And, um, you know, Put that baby down, put that baby to sleep, and go ahead and have y'all a good time. Somebody say amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. Um, <laughs> uh, but, um, but anyway, uh, and, and that's just what we call, you know, the Bible calls being face-to-face, and, and uh, the Bible says that we'll see God face-to-face. I mean, so, so much in that. But, you know, they have a thing on the iPhone called FaceTime. But you really need FaceTime with your spouse, not on the iPhone. You know, I mean, if you're out in another city or something, that's the best you can do. But FaceTime, really just face-to-face time, undistracted, um, 
Proverbs 16 and 15 says, In the light of the king's countenance is life. When you look, when you can look in somebody's face, you know, this is talking about the king, but when you can look in somebody's face and you can sit across from them, and look, and, and I had I had another thing. Men, I don't know if other men have this problem. Your wife sitting there talking to you, looking you in the face, and you looking off, or you looking at TV, or you looking down, or you won't look at her. I used to have a problem with that, and it's intimate. It's a level of intimacy. And I remember God telling me, I mean, I had, you know, my wife is a knockout anyway. And I'm sitting there, why are you not looking your wife in the face, man? She's sitting there pouring out a day and talking to you. Um, don't look down. Don't look up at the wall. Don't be looking at sports. Look at your wife, man. Who wants to look at a bunch of sweaty men overlooking at their beautiful wife? That's the problem. <laughs> Say amen. <laughs> so in the countenance of his life. And, and, and then... Um, you can see change when you look in, in someone's eyes. You can see if they're tired when you look in their eyes. You can see joy. You can see um, concern. You, you know, when you look in someone's face and spend that time, I, I mean, the face is, is, is it, you can read their life by look, just looking right into their face, looking right into your spouse's eyes. You know, they say the eyes are the windows of the soul. Yeah. And so it's a it's a it's a it's a lost art form. It's lost communication. Of course, kids stand right beside each other, text each other, be laughing. Did you get that text? You know, <laughs> they they're losing that 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 art of uh, communication and intimacy and relationships. We don't want to do that in the midst of all of this technology. Yeah. Change your marriage to 24 hours. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you and, and, and here's, the, here's the other point in number two. You want to schedule that time. Schedule it. It will not just happen, I guarantee you. If you don't schedule it, it will never happen. Hardly ever happen. Right, Gina? Yeah, schedule it and prioritize it. Make it, uh, make it at a, a priority, a high priority. Yes. Can't be bumped off. Because um, the new the 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 debut season of Dancing with the Stars is coming on the song, you know. Or, you know, the other thing or, is we have an enemy, so you know he's gonna try to make sure that oh well we're not gonna do it. It's, we got this came up with that, so you have to. Very have to, good point, Tina. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that's right. Those of you guys who are not doing this, as when you start. You're going to have all kind of hell come against you. And this, to me, this lets me know the importance of it because yeah. the devil fights it. So, right, Gina? Yeah, yeah. They, they will fight it, man. I remember when we first started, uh, we, we had stopped just over the years with the kids, and I, I was doing this, and out there doing ministry, unbalanced, just doing too much, always at the church, always doing this and that. And so I remember, because we, you know, we started our marriage off like that, and then we stopped, and then we tried to bring it back, you know, the date night. 
boy, the devil fought us tooth and nail. Yeah. Every every time it was time to go out, right, Gina? Every yeah. time it was time to go out on Friday night, his little kid getting sick, or here goes something else happened, or here, you know, all that kind of stuff. So he's going to fight you. So here's, here's another thing. Pray in advance. Pray in advance. But this is very important, and the devil knows it. He knows it. He knows it. He knows it. You know, two become one. Two can't become one if they never in this one place at the same time on one accord, man, you know. So that's a good point. You want to change your marriage to 24 hours? Decide to schedule undistracted time with your spouse daily, weekly, quarterly. Number three, Jenny. Decide to start praying for your spouse daily, uh, seven minutes. You want to talk about that one? Um, yes. A lot of times, you know, we get caught up in uh, what our spouse is doing, the negative of what they're doing, and and then, you know, Pastor has a a less, I mean, a, a teaching that he did on the marriage call about what to do when your spouse is tripping. So sometimes we do trip. It's either one or the other. It's a, it's a lot going on, and sometimes we lose focus of, of what we're doing and just kind of get off kilter a little bit. But one of the things that the Holy Spirit um, often does with me is remind me, you know, if I'm talking to the Lord about something, well, Lord, you know, this is not quite right, or this is getting a little off, or this, you know, and he'll just stop me um, mid-sentence of my thoughts and say, well, when was the last time you prayed for him? Have you prayed for him? And so... um that's very important, you know, as far as um, authority goes in a person's life. You have spiritual authority in the in the life of your spouse. So when you when you if when you pray for your spouse, God He hears and answers your he hears your prayers and He'll answer your prayers. And it's so many times uh, there's been an area, you know, during those moments where the Lord would lead me to pray for my for my husband. And then I would see um, see a change, and, and what you and a lot of times what you find out is is that you know you know your spouse a lot of times you can get wrapped up in your own self, but your spouse have battles of their own that, that they're fighting, and and um, you you'll find out well they were doing that because they were stressed out, or they were doing that because this was bothering, they were doing that because the devil was bothering them with this. And your prayers, your intercession for them, will help them, uh, and it, and it'll and it'll turn around. That's good. That's good. Uh, I, I have to confess, the person I pray for the least in 22 years of marriage has been my wife. Not not now. I pray for her all the time, but I remember all those years of ministry, man. Out there praying, laying hands on people, knowing everybody with all. And, I mean, now, we pray with each other. That, that was the point. We pray with each other every day. We had a ritual and stuff like that. And so I would pray for them. But in comparison with all the prayers we were praying in ministry, you know, and this is, this is all for pastors and, and those that are in the church, you know, because a lot of times we just pour out, pour out, and pray and pray and pray for everybody else and pray for Susie and 
pray for Sister Matilda and pray for Brother Jones and pray for Sister Jackson husband because he out there on crack and we pray for everybody, man. And then, you know, we're not really praying for your wife. And I, man, I've heard God say so many times, why are you not praying for your wife? When I tell you pray for your wife, when you going to ask me something for your wife, when you going to ask me something for your wife. Now, you know, sometimes, a lot of times we be praying about stuff, man. Man, my wife tripping God, you know, she kind of a nurse, help me, help me. You praying for yourself. Your, yeah. your spouse's name comes up in the prayer. <laughs> yeah. But you're not praying. You're not praying for them. Yeah. Okay? But intentionally, here's another area that the devil, and he wants you to forget to pray for your spouse. Because mm-hmm. he knows how effective that prayer is. Just like Gina said, you know, you got spiritual authority. You you are the next in line. Okay? Yes. Think about it. If your spouse was incapacitated in the hospital, who's next in line? Who has physical authority to sign papers and say when you you know, when you take them out the respirator? It's their spouse. Not the mama, not the daddy, not the brothers and sisters. It's their spouse. Right. You next in line. Even the world recognizes that. This is the same thing in, in the spiritual realm. Don't matter if you're the husband or the wife. You are the one. You you have more spiritual authority in their life than their pastor do. Any other preacher, teacher, you have spiritual authority. And if the devil can get the, the, the person with the most authority to stop praying for the other person, then right. he, he's yeah. already won it. Mm-hmm. How to change your name 25. We were meeting with a couple, and um, they have all kind of problems. I mean, all kind of problems. Physical, hitting each other, <laughs> bashing each other, all kind of stuff. How to change your man 24. This is what we told them. We say, pray for each other every night for 30 days. Do not miss it. Now, y'all, you, you don't take a PhD for that, you, you know? And they start doing that, they marriage turn around like that. I'm talking in in a day. In a day. We've seen this happen over and over and over. Yes. Right, James 5, 16. Confess your thoughts one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. You know, prayer brings about humility. You know, even in those prayer times, you know, when you're praying for someone, God will bring it to you. Hey, you know, you tripped out on them. You need to go ask for forgiveness. You know? Or yeah. when you're praying together, you can pray together. And, you know, uh, I mean, that brings about a lot of power right there. Yeah. Right? Yes. Um, I mean, good gracious, the power that's available when when you guys come together and pray. Okay? Pray for, confess your father and pray for one another that you may be healed. That you may be healed. Your wife might be going through some inner hurt. She can't be healed, brother, because you ain't praying for her. Systematically pray. Just take seven minutes a day and pray for your spouse. Put it on the timer. If you just, you know, whatever you got to do. But pray for them. Matthew eighteen nineteen. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them. So, man, you come together with your spouse, touch and agree. 
and you're going to see some stuff happen. Here's another thing I heard a guy say, and this is true. He, he was saying that literally there's a scripture in the, in the Old Testament that says, you know, one can put a thousand to fight, two can put ten thousand. He says, <clears throat> he says, an individual only has enough faith for a thousand problems. If they have a thousand and one problems, they need somebody else praying with them. <laughs> If they got over a thousand problems, and some of us got more than a thousand problems, if they got anywhere from a thousand to ten thousand, they can add one. He one, he one puts a thousand to fight, but two puts ten thousand. And uh, if they if they got two thousand problems, they need somebody touching the creature. You talk about automatic prayer partner is a spouse, man. Come on, let's get, let's come together, man. They tripping at my job. To trip. Okay, babe, let's pray. Let's. I mean, you know, hear them out, talk about it. Let's come together. Let's pray about this. You know? Yeah. Powerful, 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 powerful. How to change your marriage in twenty-four hours? Number four. Ask your spouse: Is there anything I can do for you? At least three times a week. Anything I can do for you. You know, it's about serving each other. When last time you asked your spouse that? When's the last time you asked your spouse, honey, is there anything I can do for you? Babe, is there anything I can do for you? What can I do for you? Because in marriage, modern marriage, it's always, you know, even the sitcoms, it's always, you know, you know, if your spouse come in doing something, baking your favorite cake, what do you want, honey? What do you want? It's always for you. Ulterior motive for you, you know? Is there anything I you can do? And, and, and husbands, we ain't talking about at 10 o'clock at night, too. You know, we know sometimes we be saying that anything I can do for you. And we be talking about other stuff. I'm talking about in the daytime. <laughs> 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 well, you you laughing too hard, you know. <laughs> you laughing too hard there. You got a comment on that one? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it what that does, it help, helps you to take your mind um, off of yourself. If you're constantly thinking about yourself, you'll never do anything for somebody else. So um, it, it helps you not to be... Uh, selfish and, and like you know, like I said before, all of these things they set a tone for your relationship, and mm-hmm. it, it it becomes an as you establish them, it becomes an on ongoing automatic thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, ask your spouse what what can I do for you? How can I serve you? Amen, amen, amen. And uh, of Jesus said this over and over about. Uh, you know, serving one another, um, you know, being a servant. Um, we have been taught in society, you look out for number one. You look out for yourself. And uh, I, I was into preaching. He was talking about the fact that even in our love, a lot of times when we get married, um, it's selfish. You know, it's... it's um, you know, uh, I'm marrying her because she's pretty, and when when people see her, I'm going to look good, and 
you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm you know, marrying him because he's kept no football team. He's fine. And when people see him, then they go, so he's got a good husband and all this stuff. So a lot of stuff we do, even when it looks like we're doing it for somebody else, is really selfish, um, you know, and it's really self-serving. Yeah. Mark chapter 10, verse 43, uh, Jesus said, um, but so, so shall not be among you, but whosoever will be great among you shall be your servant, and whosoever will be chiefest shall be servant of all. For the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life ransom for ministry. You want to be a servant. You want to have that servant attitude. Um, baby, what can I do for you? I'm going to the store. Is there anything I can get for you? And I, I, I've seen men just do this and just, man, it just made me feel like I'm just nothing, man. Uh, especially older. Uh, we, you know, we spent time around older couples and people been married, you know, 30 plus. And just the congeniality, the politeness, man, especially when you're a young couple, man, you like, oh, man, adult for her for what? She don't know, though, you know. <laughs> but those people that last, man, it's just that. That, that servanthood attitude that they have with each other. Baby, is there anything else I can get for you? Well, I've been out with older guys, you know, that were good husbands, you know. Hey, babe, I'm at the store. Would you like me to get something? Is there anything you need? You know, it's just like, man. And I've been seeing that thing, man. I, I don't ever call my wife at the store. <laughs> so, you know, I learned, I learned from that, you know. Just, oh, I am learning. I am learning. I don't do it all the time. But I'm, I'm trying, you know, I'm learning to to do that. Is there anything I can do for you? Anything? And my wife is such a servant. She's doing all the time for everybody else. And so I'm teaching, even teaching my kids, you know, hey, ask mom, can you do something for her? You know? Don't just be, mom, I'm hungry. Mom, where's it? Mom, where my clothes at? Mom, you going to wash it? Mom, you know. <laughs> at some point, we got to be giving that. Amen. Amen. We almost out of time, Gina. Um, number five. Can we get to number five? Decide to lose an argument once a week. <laughs> How about decide to lose an argument? A lot of times we be trying to win all the time. How about decide to lose? Sometimes you be playing a game with your kid. You know when they're little? Even when your kid little, you lose the game. You don't want to beat them every time. So think about it like this. Even if you think you're right all the time. Do you think, and even if you were right hypothetically all the time, which you're not always right, nobody is, <clears throat> but except for me. But anyway, um, if you <laughs> but if you if you're out of time, think about how bad that person gonna feel to be wrong all the time. Even if that was legitimate, man, let them be right at least one time a week, right? <laughs> and you're not right all the time either. You know that, but you know. Man, just decide to lose the argument. Husbands, we get real good at this as time goes on. So just <laughs> stay in that marriage. And, and you'll get real good at intentionally throwing the fight. Throw the fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be knocked out in the third round. I'm going to go ahead and fall down and, and, and give her the TKO, give her the knockout. You know? Hey, man. It's okay to lose the argument, you know. Uh, it may turn out good for you later on, brother. You know what I'm saying? 
You got anything to say about that? Yeah, and I know, like, from the woman's uh, perspective of it, well, I know with Pastor and I, he's, he's, his personality is very aggressive. And so that would be... Me, me yeah. aggressive? Yes, me aggressive, Jimmy? Yes, really? aggressive. <laughs> I thought so, you was really the one more aggressive out of both of us now, to be told. No. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. And so that would make him want to, to, to win the argument. And then me being a thinker, very analytical, I think things through. I think every minute uh, detail through. So because I'm a thinker and I think things through, then I've already analyzed it so I know that I'm right. But uh, And so that would, that would be something that would come into play in our interaction with one another a lot. But, um, you know... You know, Pastor's been teaching about the Jezebel spirit, and so one of the things that I learned uh, that's even uh, bigger than just the rule of losing the argument is that, you know, when when you're trying to win an argument and you're trying to be right, you know, you don't give, you don't, you, you lose an opportunity to see God move on behalf of the situation. And a lot of times, you know, the Holy Spirit will prompt me, to just be quiet or just to uh, sit, you know, just forget about it, stop talking about it. And a lot of times the Holy Spirit would move and I'd find out I was the one that was wrong. A lot of times uh, he would be wrong. And, you know, generally with men, if you're married to a real man, a lot of the time, um, a lot of times they're not going to listen to you tell them how wrong they are anyway. So you you want to leave room for God to be and that's that's all of these things go back to that you know seeing the supernatural power of God operating in your marriage relationship amen uh amen jim that's that's well said proverbs seventeen fourteen uh it's a scripture based the beginning of strife is as when one let out water, therefore leave all contention before it be meddled with okay that's King James. Yeah, man, just cut it out, man. <laughs> cut it out when you see it starting up, man. Turn it off. Just lose. Baby, you know, you're you right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> if Courtney tells the truth, he said he do that all the time to you. Okay, man, okay. <laughs> uh, he talks about that. Um, but, yeah, just, just, just cut it, man. Just don't, don't, don't get into it. Um, and uh, verse 19, 17, 19 says, He loveth transgression that loves strife, and he that exalts his gate seeks destruction. That means you study trying to win, you're going to lose. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, he that, and it says you love sin when you love strife, when you love arguing. Yeah. You love sin. You love sin. You love, he loves transgression that loves strife. No, nah, I won't keep it real. I'm not. Nah, we don't talk about, you know, and everything doesn't deserve that. There are some things you got to confront and talk about. Yeah. And say that stuff for, those, for that stuff that just, you know, you just got to deal with it, you know. But um, the other stuff, man, just, just choose to lose once a week. Husbands, two or three times a week because, you know, that's just how it's going to go. And everything will be great and lovely. <laughs> All right, number six. 
Give something unexpected once a month. Or, you know, I mean, you know, I know everybody on budgets and stuff, and it don't have to be, it don't have to be um, anything expensive. Um, you know, sometimes my wife goes to the store, she knows what stuff I like, uh, some little drink or something, and she'll, you know, she'll, um, she'll get it for me. It's not nothing major. She'll just come in. She, I think she did this week. It, she, she brought me uh, a cereal, some kind of cereal I like, you know. I'm getting older, so I like granola cereal and stuff like that. Don't judge me. Don't <laughs> judge me. But she came in and she got, oh, oh thank you. You know, just this little unexpected, especially something unexpected. Uh, people like that. Women like that. Um, of course, you want to get those things on expected days, brothers. <laughs> Don't miss all the expected days. <laughs> and the unexpected, you know, you want the expected days, the birthday, you know, uh, Christmas, anniversaries, things like that. Please, brother, please. Don't miss those days. Um, but she's going to be working through a bunch of forgiveness. <laughs> she's going to go ahead to number one. But, um, but yeah, unexpected gifts, you know, it's, it's good. Um, it, 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 it's you know, it's it's uh, it, it makes people, I don't know, you know, you get something unexpected. Um, and and one year uh, we did this. Uh, I did this, it, so I could remember once a month. You know, her birthday is on the seventeenth of July. So what we did was every month. On the 17th, we celebrated her birthday. I gave her something um, just nice on the 17th. And the thing about it was she was to get every month. You know, I was like, oh, it's the 17th again. Oh, it's the 17th again. You know, uh, and I had to put reminders on my calendar and stuff because I was to get if I didn't because I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the moment type of person. But we did that for a year, and uh, I thought that was kind of cool. You know, and I remember, and that helped me remember to do something unexpected for every, you know, once a month, once a month. Um, but the scriptures for that uh, um, uh, is one scripture, Proverbs twenty-one, fourteen, um, and a lot of these scriptures you'll notice are in Proverbs, which means. It's wisdom. <laughs> um, a gift in secret pacifies and turns away anger. Um, and, um, you know, one thing, you know, just keeping it keeping it lovely, keeping it sweet, you know, with the gifts and just, you know, and not even just gifts, you know, a, a surprise note somewhere, you know, written out in longhand, you know, your thoughts towards your spouse. You know, stuff like that, or a poem, or, you know, a song that you know that they like, and you just pop up and, and uh, play it and start dancing with it in, in your bedroom, and just things like that, you know. Um, and I'm talking from the man's perspective, but. Go ahead, you, you have something to say? 
Hello? Oh, that's just trying to say something. But no, yeah, an unexpected, uh, unexpected gift, man, that's that's priceless. I mean, it's going to do a lot, you know, feature. Because once again, you're keeping that, that tone, I love you, and, I, and I'm giving to you. Um, and number seven, number seven um, is decide to be happy regardless of what your spouse is doing. Choose to be happy. Uh, many times they might be in a bad mood and they might be saying things or acting in a way that will bring you down. But here's the thing. If you don't take care of yourself, your own soul, uh, your own emotions, you can't help them. Yeah. If you get down with them and start arguing with them and mad with them, um, and it's not their job to make you happy. Um, it's, I mean, you know, and, and we hear that all the time when people get mad. She makes me happy. He makes me happy. But it's not the job. I mean, that's, that's really a hard job for people. <laughs> you yeah. need to put up somebody uh, to, to keep you happy, to make, to make you happy, to keep you happy, man. Your emotions go up and down all day long. So you've got to decide. You've got to make a decision when you wake up. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Glory to God. Yeah. And, and, and then you become a thermostat. You become a walking worship center. You change the atmosphere. Yes. Your spouse might be going through something, man. You come in and happy. But if you're dependent on their mood to see what mood you're going to be in, man, you're going to be messed up. Yeah. So decide to take care of your own soul, to take care of yourself in the, in the area of your, 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 your attitude. You know, the Bible, in the, uh, Psalms 23 says, restore my soul. You know, it's, 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 it's your responsibility to keep yourself up and keep yourself rejoiced and keeping keeping yourself and and writing music does a lot, you know, right? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Get get up to and do some worship music, the, the stuff that you like, you know. Um, even if something has happened, you know, keep. Sometimes you're going through something, a bad situation, um, that neither one of you caused it. Just something that happened, man. And you, you got to keep yourself in a good mood. Yeah. Uh, and one of the masters of that is is her mom, Gina's mom, man. She, oh man, I've seen her walk through some great storms, but that's just that daily keeping herself at a level of joy and peace. Man, she yeah. know how to do that yeah. uh, under any circumstance. It don't matter what going off, <laughs> she's going she gonna to have a certain level of peace and a certain level of joy, and that's just true. And, I mean, tears are coming to my eyes when I think of some of the things that she's gone through and just still maintain that, that, that joy, that joy. Here's a few scriptures. Um, be glad in the Lord and rejoice. Be glad in the Lord. See, it's not your husband's. 
responsibility. It's not your wife's responsibility. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous. Okay? Psalms 33 and uh, 31. A rejoice in the Lord, oh, you right. Everything is in the Lord, in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Um, Psalms 35 and 9. And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. Okay? So we rejoice in the Lord. Okay? Uh, Isaiah 29, 19. The meek also shall increase their joy. Where? In their spouse? No. In the Lord. In the Lord. We rejoice in the Lord. Yeah. And we don't put that on another person. Right, right. Amen. Go ahead, Jesus. Yeah, and I, I that's the, and that's been one of Pastor's strengths, um, and not to use as a as an excuse because we're responsible for doing the word, no matter what how how our personalities are. But my personality is more I, I uh, what the world calls it's not the only attribute of my personality, but melancholy. That's one of the so. And and his his is upbeat, you know, walk in the room, uh, chipper or whatever. So he he's done that very well. And it's been so many um so many instances where um I've I've tended uh or been tempted to be down or whatever and he'll he'll start just like he just did, quoting scriptures and uh looking at extracting the positive of of the situation or whatever and it and it um it and it makes me back brings me back to center you know helps me to think about what I really need to be thinking about instead of focusing on the negative and so um and and then we I, done I, I, I thought I thought I thought she was doing that for me <laughs> No I that been so, so many times I guess and and that's what I was going to say, you know, we both had to do that, but then that's why it's so important individually, like Pastor said, you know, you do the word yourself. You you um, you make an individual practice of, of also with the Lord and doing the word and, and walking out God's will for, for good Christian living, um, you know, so that, you know, your your teamwork with one another, it'll, it'll work and it'll synchronize. When one is down, you help the one that's up help pull the other one up. When the other one's down, that other one help pull that one up. And it just it it and it just works like that. And it'll continue to work and work and work and work the way it's supposed to work. Amen. Very good. This was good, Gina. I mean, it's a lot of people online, but I don't even care. Me and you, me and you talking. See, we spending time right now, baby. Forty three never looked this good, y'all. I'm telling you. Bless your heart. All right, we're gonna unmute the phones. Uh, anybody have anything to say? And uh, and then we're gonna close this out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Any comments? Any questions? Hey, Pastor. Um, I really enjoyed today. You know, it was off the chain as usual. You know, it was, uh, you know, some good eating, good spiritual eating. You know, I just, um, you know, you know I, I just like all the truths that y'all uh, feel that y'all actually, you know, y'all, y'all gave the example, but y'all also put a whole bunch of truths in, um, 
and basing it with scripture as well. And I just thank you for uh, feeding us uh, the spiritual bread. And I just thank you for, uh, you know, you, y'all just doing y'all. Thank y'all for the leadership and everything. Praise God. Praise God. I'd like to say, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'd like to say back on, uh, on that, too. Thank you for the practical things, you know, like the things that we can actually do, we can walk out and see. And I'm very analytical like um, First Lady, and sometimes I need that, okay, well, what do we need to do? What is it? Okay, I need to do this, need to do that. And um, thank you for giving us things that we can do on a weekly basis, monthly basis, daily basis to help our spouses and help our marriage. And, you know, that those things that we can walk out. Because a lot of times people give advice and they give you abstract things, but you all gave us actual practical things that we can put forth and do to our marriage. And, I, you know, I appreciate that. I pr- appreciate the practicality of it. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's what we were trying to do today. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. This is Sister Shauna. Um, I'd like to thank Brother Paisley and Sister Tia for inviting me. I truly enjoyed Sarah's call on today with um, Pastor and First Lady, um, me being a pastor's kid. My dad also does the same teaching, but once you, when your pastor is, you're the child of the pastor, you don't really pay attention because you're like, okay, you out of my business, you know, whatever. But when you hear the same thing from somebody else, you receive it better. So I just thank God for y'all, allowing y'all to not only preach what you're saying, but you're expounding on it and line it up with the word of God. And I'm so taking notes. I typed up everything and you know he's components with me being married with my husband for eight years and I got a lot of things I need to work on so when I get out of work so I just thank God for you. I just thank God for everything. I really enjoy myself. I would definitely be back on here. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. But guys, we, we, we love you guys and uh, we just thank y'all uh, for being on and uh, spread the word. We're going to uh, actually uh, produce a couple of audio commercials that, that you can use to send the people to about the marriage call. Um, and uh, we had a good number on, have a good number on this morning. Uh, after we get off, we're going to um, post this call because it's being recorded, and so you can um, you can hear it um again or listen to it again or share it with someone. The other thing is also uh, we're going to put a place up on our – I looked at the Waiting Day to Mady site. We don't have a place where we could where you guys can sign up for the the notification. So I want to put a button up there where they can uh, – where you guys can uh, push that link and then send it out to other people uh, who want to sign up for the marriage call. And basically what it does is it puts you in our – our group text system um, so that we can text you uh, any updates or things that's coming up or any changes. Sometimes the phone number changes and the code changes. doesn't do it often, but uh, and sometimes we don't have it. Uh, we were on vacation. We didn't have it. So um, we just want to keep you abreast of what we're doing and what, what's going on. God bless you guys. God bless you. This was a lot of fun today, Jenny. Uh, you want to close it out in prayer? Yes, Father, we thank you for another time, Lord, together that we've spent with you. 
talking about marriage and our relationships, God, and how to um, how to walk this thing out right, God. We love you, God. We thank you for marriage, Lord. We love marriage, Father, because you loved it from the beginning, God. Uh, Lord, the the world is doing everything that it can, Father, to destroy it and to tear it down and make it not vo- to make it void and make it uh, not mean anything. But Lord, we know to you it means everything. So, Father. Um, it means everything to us, Lord. We thank you for all of the homes that are represented on the line today, God. We thank you that their homes are blessed. We thank you that their marriages are blessed, their relationships, Father God. We thank you that their children are blessed, Father. And we thank you, Lord, that your will is being established in the earth through all of the ones that are on the line, Lord. We love you. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. See you all next time.